Hello and welcome to the Sports Card Strategy Show brought to you by NoOffSeason.com where you can get unlimited personalized advice from our experts to help you build your sports card investment portfolio. Sign up for a free 30-day trial today at NoOffSeason.com. Today's show is sponsored by Graybo Sports Cards, a local hobby shop owned by Gray Burnett, Brian Fitz, and Duke Denny One-Time Dodson. Graybo's is located in the Arts District of Richmond, Virginia. Graybo sports the best selection of raw and graded singles in the Mid-Atlantic and a wide variety of wax. Listeners of the Sports Card Strategy Show can receive a 10% discount on any purchase at graybos.co by entering the promo code STRATEGY2023. Graybos now breaks on whatnot and or drip five nights a week, including baseball, basketball, football, and even wrestling breaks. Use the link in our Instagram bio for a $15 credit after your first purchase on drip. You can follow all of Graybo's news updates on Instagram at Graybo's underscore cards. Don't forget to get your cell alerts by texting sports cards to 1-833-992-5727 to crystallize your profits at the right time. Also, don't forget all the data we use on the Sports Card Strategy Show is from marketmoversapp.com. Save 20% by using the promo code NOOFFSEASON after a free 14-day trial. Okay, and the strategy you have all been waiting for, your hosts, Paul Hickey, Lefty McKee, and the Doc, also known as Dr. Crack, Mr. Chad Gill. Take it away, guys. We are taking it away, Sonia. Thanks for the great intro. What's up, everybody? I'm Paul Hickey with NoOffSeason.com. I'm joined right now by Dr. Crack, Chad Gill, and Connor Barnett, our head of content here at NoOffSeason.com. We don't have Lefty McKee yet, so we're going to roll with Connor and uh, get into it. Guys, how you doing this morning? Doing great. Had a doing lovely. Muscle. Yeah. NBA preseason tipped off. We're right in the middle of the uh, still the early hype of the NFL season as things shake out. Uh, soccer started, uh, a lot going on, a lot going on. We had the Ryder cup, um, not too long ago. So a lot to talk about in the sports card world, fellas, uh, right off the top here. I want to ask Dr. Crack a question. Cause we've had, we've had a lot of comments on our YouTube videos at youtube.com slash Paul Hickey. For those of you who are unable to join the live chat, and you're listening on the podcast apps. Uh, we've had a lot of people DMing me at Sports Card Strategy, a lot of emails to Paul at nooffseason.com, which is great. The audience is growing, the family's growing. Welcome in to those of you who are new. We'd love to hear from you, love to hear what you think of the show. One of the, the comments I got uh, recently on a YouTube video led me to ask Dr. Crack off the top of this show, Chad, what was the biggest mistake or some of the biggest mistakes you made? when you first started trying to flip sports cards for profit? That is, that is an awesome question and, um, might, might need to be part of our, uh, our sports card school, uh, teachings. Um, cause it was the school of hard knocks for sure. For me, uh, getting back in after being out for several years and the biggest, I would say the biggest mistake I made was I cast my net too wide, too quick. So what I mean by that is there are so many sports card 
strategists, if you will, uh, YouTube shows, um, articles that you can read, and everybody's got a little bit of a different take on it. So I was following too many shows, and I was like, oh, so-and-so says this is a good play. I better go buy three. Oh, this so-and-so says this one's a good play. And I found myself very quickly within the first six months of doing it in the whole big time, which was when I had to decide and have the hard conversation with my wife that I was going to set a budget, and this is separate money away from the money for the everyday life and bills. If it runs out, I'm out. I, I promise I will not do sports cards anymore. And what that did was it made me really narrow my focus. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to stop listening to all of these people. And I'm going to go with what I know from years ago. And I, I actually unplugged from all of this, the experts for a little bit. And then I found your show. And I was like, oh, my God, these guys get it. I wish I could get on this show and here I am, but um, this show focuses on a much more direct approach rather than this shotgun approach that you see everywhere else. Um, and all the other places, I actually made the mistake. I bought a subscription to i I'm not going to say the, the site, but I bought a subscription that was, it was $49.95 a month. And they guaranteed you profits, guaranteed you. Well, with that guarantee, I lost $700 in the first year, not counting the 600 bucks I spent on the membership. So that was a $1,300 loss. And when I contacted the people and said, you guaranteed it, and they're like, well, you know, you know, and it's like, are you kidding me? So I'm, I was thinking they, you know, they'd give me my 1300 bucks back to at least get me to even. And they're like, well, maybe you're not doing this right. And I thought, wow, that was, that was the lightning moment. So I would say, don't, you know, I tell things every week, Connor has things, you have things, Lefty has things, uh, Gary from Hoops and Cards, Andy Kaysen. There is so much information, guys. Start very narrow. Start with Jackson Holiday. Start with, you know, Jackson Churio. Start with two or three players. Build the bankroll, and you can expand out from there. Yeah, there's a lot of FOMO. There's a lot of information out there, and it's really hard to narrow your focus. And that's the biggest mistake I made. But in the first, like, I gave myself, like, 12 to 18 months to kind of play around because I wanted to see, like, what vintage cards would do well what cards from my childhood would do well which is like you know kind of vintage like you know uh old you know inactive players like some hall of famers some just kind of stars that that aren't active anymore and then like ultra modern i needed to learn the ultra modern market so there's kind of like micro markets i always say there's no one sports card market you can't listen to the clickbaity headlines and clickbaity videos about the sports card market because there is no one sports card market. There are micro markets within and you have to stay narrow focused and find your own niche where you can go into and be successful within each. And you're right, Chad, like we throw out a ton of different ideas, a ton of different plays, a ton of different things that work and don't work. But I think we try to 
empower our audience to find their own sports card strategy that works for them within all the different possibilities. And yeah, to your point, I mean, our premium subscription is free for 30 days. And then it's only, you know, if you do the math, it's only $19.99 a month. It's $225 a year after the, after the 30 day trial for free. And so it's nowhere near, uh, unfortunately what you paid earlier on, but, um, yeah, glad you found us and glad you're now one of our co-hosts, man. So good to have you on. Before we get into our uh, our L's of the week here, we like to start off with L's of the week. We're going to go around and do some live chat love. And then I want to put Connor on the spot and ask him. I'm going to give him a couple seconds to think about his answer, about what what his initial impressions are about, you know, sort of the challenges of, of trying to get into sports card flipping here because he's new to the game. Uh, and which is great. It's great to have his perspective. Well, I'm going to go around, holler at the audience here, give everybody a uh, some live chat love. So Chad Gill uh, breaks the third wall to start the show. Brian Steeler714, good morning to you, our cardboard brother. He says, good morning, my cardboard brothers, sisters, and duders. Rusty Yamagart, good morning, card nerds. Finally able to join a live stream after a couple of weeks. Go pack, go, he says. Southern soccer idiot, happy Monday to you. Good to see you on a Monday, SSI. You're a Thursday specialist. Good to see you on a Monday. Cleo Cards from Cleveland, Ohio, site of the 2024 National. Pumped to see you there. Hopefully, oh, my shoes in the house. The one and only Duder himself, Shane Graham. Happy Monday. Evan Bell. Good to see Evan Bell on a Monday. He and SSI are the Thursday specialist. Burt Fields. Uh, Leslie Alegria. That's oh, my shoes is better half. Good to see you. Fly Heat Cards. Dustin Bailey. Greeny Green. Loving it. We're going to we're gonna say hi to more of you in the live chat as the show goes on. And Connor is going to uh, help us with your, your L's and W's. So put your L's and W's into the chat. But before I get into mine, Connor, um, what are your initial impressions of the sports card market, man? You're a sports card better uh, and, a, and a fantasy sports player. But as you're getting into, and a lifelong sports fan and sports geek, I should say, but like as you're getting into cards, what do you, what are your initial thoughts, man? And hello to Card Snatcher, by the way. Good to see Card Snatcher. Uh, initial thoughts is I'm thankful that I'm friends with you guys. I feel like I'm kind of cheating and have a head start in terms of if I have questions uh, and can learn from others' experience, it's really nice having y'all kind of on the side knowing if I'm, if I run into issues or I have uh, any questions that I've got some pretty good uh, strategists on my side. Um, I think for me, the, the thing that it took me a second to get used to, and not that I'm really deep into it yet at all, but, um, is it's really not predicting players to play well. It's predicting players to get the markers that you want that sell. So like, I was just thinking about Gary Trent Jr. Like he just is such a great role player. Um, I think he had a great preseason game actually I think he played really well um and he just does it every year he shoots 40 percent from three plays good defense on the wing but he's just never going to have that sell marker it seems like for the teams that he plays with and the role that he has with the team so it's kind of finding that balance between guys you like uh guys that you think will perform well and guys that have legitimate markers that are not necessarily performance based uh so it's definitely taken me a minute to get used to that and kind of getting over my own hubris of I think this guy will perform well rather I think this guy will sell well at this point. Yeah, that's a great point. I think like I that's a mistake I made early on, and I actually made it with Gary Trent Jr. and Darius Garland and some of the other guys that I really saw breaking out. And what you need to realize is that you have to 
you have to have they have to have like the most investable cards first they have to have a card market and even though you might be able to predict a player breaking out that doesn't mean that their cards are necessarily going to sell well so if lefty were here i think he would probably say what he always says and it, and i think it's one of the greatest points anyone's ever made on the show still is like you can't try to convince somebody to buy someone's cards. So even with like a Gary Trent Jr. who outperformed how we thought he was going to perform a couple of years ago uh, when he got traded to Toronto, different things like that. And he, and he started at shooting guard, started on the wing and, and put up 20 points a game, basically. He didn't really have the type of rookie cards. He didn't really have the type of draft capital. He didn't have the market. And I couldn't really convince anyone to all of a sudden want to buy Gary Trent Jr. cards, even though he was outperforming uh, what we all thought he was going to perform. And so you have to have the mix of the right cards, the right hype around the player, and the right player at the right time. And, oh, by the way, you have to buy for the right price. So another great example is, you know, I'm, I, I thought Shohei Otani was going to have a breakout season in 2021 after he was coming back from his injury. And that was his first breakout season, and I was right. But guess what? I bought the Shohei Otani cards way too high. I bought them at the wrong time. I didn't have them. I, I wasn't early enough to buy the Topps Chrome 2018 PSA 10 and you know the the other Shohei Otani cards that that sold for three and four hundred dollars later that summer. I had bought them for three and four hundred dollars already. So I didn't I broke even, but I didn't make any money. So a lot of times, even though you make the right call and have the right card. You have to buy in at the right time. And so I'm going to jump right into my L of the week and hello to Luke Menkel in the comments there. We see you live chat love for Luke Menkel and everybody's dropping their L in the week, L, L of the week and W of the week in the live chat. So thanks for that. If you're listening on the podcast apps, uh, go to the discord and drop your L of the week and we'll get you into the show. Uh, sportscardstrategy.com. Click the link to join the discord and we'd love to see you there. We've got a strong discord going, but not to call this guy out. So this is my L of the week. So not to call this guy out because I love when people comment on the YouTube videos and we are here to help you. But there's a gentleman named Eric Sorensen. So Eric Sorensen, if you go to the latest uh, Sports Card Strategy Show and Tell episode on our YouTube channel, you'll see Eric's comments and you'll see my replies. And I'm not going to read all of them to you, but essentially what you see is Eric documenting his thoughts that I think we've all had when we started actually spending our money on flipping sports cards and then trying to sell them for a profit because essentially he goes through this sort of diatribe about... Now, he posted about six comments before I had an opportunity to reply to any of them. And you can see him going through the process where essentially he spent like three grand on the wrong cards and he's frustrated by that and he's discouraged and he's thinking, how do I do this to make money? And my simple replies are, Eric, I love you. We're here to help you. Stick with us. We can help you. We can help you turn this around. You bought the wrong cards. Nobody wants the cards you have, unfortunately. So what we talk about on our show and what we talk about in the content on nooffseason.com is helping you buy the right cards. What you have to understand, everybody, is that this is a hobby. There's a, a frick ton of cards. Like There's a ridiculous amount of cards. There's billions of cards. If you see a card you like and you want to buy it, 
buy it and keep it as artwork for your collection. If you want to make money, you got to narrow your focus and weed out all the cards that you like and only focus on the ones that hit the formula, which is right card, right player, right time to buy and fade everything else. It's 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 like it's brutally simple. Like it's br it's it's brutally simple to where like I'm starting to answer people's questions with like nope, wrong card. Nope. No markers for that player. Vintage card, nope. Unfortunately, the guy already passed away. There's no markers for this guy. So, uh, L of the week, unfortunately, Eric Sorensen with his comments on the YouTube video. Eric, thank you for, at, you know, because his first comment was basically, you guys suck. I don't see your strategy. His second comment was, all right, I stepped away and got a grip. Admittedly, I'm embarrassed. I sunk about 3K since July, and they're basically like the wrong cards. So, like, L of the week is like kind of coming in with like attacking us about it. But Eric kind of turned it around and basically was like, look, I'm kind of admitting that I bought the wrong cards. Hang in there with us, everybody like Eric, because we've all made these mistakes. Chad has, Connor's about to, unfortunately, even though we're friends with him and we're going to try to steer him in the right direction. We're all going to make these mistakes. That's why we start off the show with L of the week, right, guys? Because we all still make L's. We're all still trying to experience. But if you, you just have to win more than you lose. That's all. So Brian Steeler 714 uh, Joey in the house. Uh, yeah, happy Monday. Card flippers dream waking up with Paul and my paper PCP, Chad. Um, love it. So, Chad, what do you think? And, and, and what's your L of the week, man? I think this is a great way to start off the show uh, talking about um, some of our biggest mistakes uh, to help everybody not make our mistakes. But my, I, I didn't really have an L of the week, but after uh, talking this morning a little bit, my L of the week is the NBA preseason. Um, you, you get so hyped up. I'm so excited. I want to see Dame in the Bucks Jersey with my, with my Bucks, And then Dame, Giannis, Middleton, nobody played in the first in the first preseason game. You know, um, about the only star I'm seeing getting a whole lot of runs so far is Luca, and that's because that team is so bad. I think they need as much chemistry and time to build as they can. Luca's amazing, of course, but um, it, it's I hate preseason football. I hate preseason basketball. Just let's get to the games and see who we want to play. Play this, uh, all this, all these other players. Um, nobody cares, you know. I, I know, it, I know they need to do it because they got to build some chemistry. But man, it's too long. Give us two or three preseason games, and then let's let's rock. All right. Since we've got Connor, and your L of the week was related to the NBA preseason. Connor's our resident basketball expert. Connor, what do you what do you think of the NBA preseason? Uh, as an entity or these specific games that we've seen? Uh, as an entity first and then the specific games that we've seen. I hate it. Um, I'm, on, I'm on the same page as Chad here. It feels like we have two of them too because we get the summer league. So it's like not only do we get to see all the rookies once, then we kind of just get to see half of them again and 10 minutes of stars. Um, but it's worth noting that the Phoenix Suns, the team that I said came out on top, Obviously, this is a very, very early uh, indicator, but they put up 46 points in the first quarter when all their starters were in, um, and Grayson Allen had 20 points. So 
I'm not saying that they might be dangerous, but they might be dangerous. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Connor did make a, a great comment about the Phoenix Suns winning the Damian Lillard trade. And uh, that was on the sports card strategy show and tell a couple weeks ago. If you guys want to go, go back and check it out. Um, yeah. The NBA preseason, what I'm noticing is that, you know, unfortunately it doesn't really create any card hype. Um, you know, obviously the NFL preseason does, there's not much else going on in the lead up to the NFL preseason. It's obviously baseball season, but there's not, there's not much else going on, uh, in the sports world. That's as big as like the NFL preseason. But I think like maybe it's, um, it's a combination of the guys, the stars not playing that much and the NFL, the beginning of the NFL season still in full effect uh, when we get to the NBA preseason. But I agree. I mean, it's almost like as big of an NBA fan as I am, I didn't even realize that there were games on. Uh, it was just kind of like a secondary thought. So really excited about the start of the regular season, though. And uh, hopefully that will bring some card hype. And Chad's made the point recently on the show a couple of times about how uh, and I talked about it too, how the in-season tournament should be interesting this year. So hopefully the in-season tournament will sort of keep the card prices on the rise, uh, maybe through the early part of December and create some sell opportunities for those of us who have had some NBA cards stored up for a while. So yeah, we made the point just a minute ago that it's really important to buy and sell at the right times. And that's really where our show has focused our content around. And, and it's really where our website is focused the content around. So for example, texting sports cards to one 992 5727 If you just text the word sports cards to one 992 5727 gives you sell alerts. We text you sell alerts only when we believe that there's an opportunity to immediately list a player in a 10-day auction or seven-day auction or get them up in a buy it now or best offer if you don't have it up already and i think what you can you can learn a lot retroactively from our content because essentially when we're telling you to sell a player we're telling you definitely don't buy that player right and then we're telling you that you know there's we're indicating patterns it's all about pattern recognition we're indicating patterns so if we are sending out a sell alert first of all the article that we link to is going to give you context around that and in that context you can learn the pattern that we're looking at. So a lot of times it's getting called up for the first time from a baseball prospect. A lot of times it's a player getting traded. A lot of times it's an amazing performance on the field or on the court or on the ice or whatever for a player that has not had a performance like that. And we don't believe they're going to have another performance like that for a long time. So you know, that's probably a good segue into my W of the week because, uh, you know, this is where I really, really wish Lefty were here um, because we got a Kenny Pickett alert, guys. We got a Kenny Pickett alert. The dude is just getting it done. I mean, it may not be pretty, but Kenny Pickett continues to get the job done in Pittsburgh. They're a winning squad. They won again this week. Kenny Pickett, the gloves, doesn't look great, but he gets it done. And he got it done to George Pickens again, beat Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens division rivals. I mean, the proof is in the results right now. And uh, Lefty's not here to defend himself on Kenny Pickett. This is kind of funny because Lefty anointed Kenny Pickett as my guy at the National for the first time ever. 
in July of 2023. I don't believe you could go back into the sports card strategy show archives, guys. I don't even think I ever said anything about Kenny Pickett ever being my guy. But funny enough, I'm on a hot streak. Lefty even anoints some random player as my guy. And now, now he's on fire. Kenny Pickett is on fire. Um, more on that to come in the show. But my real, my real W's of the week, guys, are actually card related. CJ Stroud has been playing really well. And I one of the strategies I put into place was when I was at the national, I was a I just paid for the VIP package. Not that I actually am a VIP. I just paid for the package. And within that VIP pack, they give you some cards. And one of the pack, one of the packages of cards had rookies from this year's uh, draft class, 2023 draft class in pro uniforms, just base panini rookies. CJ Stroud was one of them. I took those cards and I got them graded at SGC. Some of those who are familiar with the show may remember I talked about this earlier on in, in an episode, I believe in August. Got those cards back. I, gr I graded them at SGC because I wanted to get them back to sell them at the beginning of the season. A lot of times what happens with people, especially at the beginning of the show, we mentioned like some frustrations with getting started flipping sports cards. One of the main frustrations that maybe we can talk about throughout this episode, guys, is not really getting enough action as you thought on your early eBay auctions. And this is this is an example. I, I listed a CJ Stroud SGC 10, just a base card. It was not selling, even though he's been playing well. It was just not selling. It was an auction. I kept relisting it. I kept relisting it. I probably relisted it four times. Then I realized, you know what? Chad's light just went off. That's number one. He's only, it's only been happening once a show. I feel like it's happening less and less. But anyway, here's what I did. I realized my opening bid was at $29.99. And I was like, you know what? That's probably why this thing isn't getting any bids. So I lowered it to $9.99 as the opening bid. And guess what? It sold for $41. So I lowered my bid, sold for $41. I made a profit of $13 on that card. Now, that's not a huge prop. That's after fees. That's after what I paid for the card and everything. That's not a huge profit, but it is $13 that I didn't have before. And it's because I got a card at the right time. I made a play to get it graded. I didn't pay that much to get it graded. I made a play to get it back in time to sell it at a point when I knew CJ Stroud could potentially be playing well. And then I went ahead and listed it for sale. Now being long enough, being around long enough to know why it probably wasn't getting enough action on the auction was also another thing, but, but just hobby tip for you guys, like lower the bid in, in a case where you, you've got your opening bid too high lower the bid. It will help. So I made $13 on that card. My other win of the week, shout out to Rusty and McGart. This is a win for both of us. Rusty sold me a Junior Caminero. Uh, it was raw at the time. Color match. Non-first, but it was a refractor out of uh, $150, I believe, uh, or $199. I'm going to pull it up here in a second and remind myself. But anyway, Junior Caminero. Here we go. Junior Caminero Bowman Megabox Blue Refractor Auto out of 150 Sold it to me for $200 this summer. I just wanted a Camonero and I wanted to do a deal with Rusty. So I paid him $200. I graded it at SGC, got it back a while back. It was a 10-10 and I listed it on an auction upon call-up, 10-day auction, sold for $333. 
And so the total profit there for me is a $79 profit. That's after the price of the card, the price of the grading and the eBay fees. So $79 profit for me on Junior Caminero selling him and win for Rusty and I, I think. I mean, this is where this is also what I like about flipping cards, guys. I think a lot of times like collectors and other people in the hobby will give flipping cards sort of uh like the uh the evil eye because it's not like I'm not like keeping it in my collection. But look, everybody wins. Rusty wins, I win, and the person who bought it wins because they're collecting Junior Caminero. My last win of the week, guys, is just, you know, if you're listening on the podcast apps, you can't see this Coach Prime hoodie that I bought. But uh, I've, I've long been a fan of Coach Prime. I'm sporting the Coach Prime hoodie. Real pumped about it. Colorado won this week. And uh, they're back. They're back. And I got out of Shadur when I needed to get out, get out of Shadur. And I'm going to get back in with this Bowman Chrome first coming out. Hopefully, my hobby boxes I bought from Tops will show up later this week. 2023 Bowman, University Chrome, Shadur Sanders, Marvin Harrison Jr. We'll see who I get. And uh, I see Lefty McKee backstage. We're gonna bring. We're gonna. We're gonna. He's been gathering himself. We're gonna. We're gonna let him do his L and his W and everything like that. But let's go over to Doctor Crack for uh, for Doctor Crack's W. We're back and forth here. We're back and forth. So Chad, what's your W of the week, man? All right. Well, I've got a, uh, I've got one that I'm going to talk about, which we talk about the grind, uh, and then the other one um, is kind of in relation to what what you were just talking about, and it was eBay auctions. So I bought a, uh, I bought Tua's little brother from Maryland. Um, I bought a a Bowman first green auto number to ninety nine raw, probably I don't know six to nine months ago, back when it was cheap. I bought it for seven bucks. I sent it into PSA for $19. It came back a nine. Wah, wah, wah. That wasn't what I was looking for. I thought it was a 10. So I had $26 invested in it. I ran it on a seven-day auction after he had a, a three-touchdown performance. Uh, thought the timing was right. Um, started it at $0.99. Cents. It brought $42, and the guy never paid for it. And I was like, damn it all, that sucks. Um, not that it was a big profit, but it's just irritating when somebody doesn't pay for it. So I thought, you know what? Uh, screw this. Screw the auctions. I'm going buy it now. This is what I'm known for. I'm going to do it my way. I put it up there, $55, buy it now. I had somebody hit the like button on it, so I was able to send them an offer. I sent them a private offer um, of $52, and uh, he took it. Um, so I knocked off three bucks. I got 50, $52. So I made a little bit, uh, of money on the card after the auction sold. It wasn't a huge profit, but just the fact that, uh, I was able to sell it, get a little bit more than the cheapskate that didn't pay for it. Uh, that made me feel good. Um, so that was a win in, in two different ways. Uh, a, I got a little more money and B, I felt like I kind of rubbed it in the guy's face. So that, that was kind of fun. Um, the other one is a grind, uh, a few weeks ago on the show and tell, I had showed you a collection that I bought with 111 cards in it. I was able to buy the guys, the 111 cards for a hundred bucks. I just want to give an update for everybody. I've sold 22 of the 111 cards so far, and I've netted 
$101 on those 22 cards. So I now have 89 of those cards that I have $0 left in. So if I get a buck a card, I'm up $89. I think, I still think I'm going to, I still think that that's going to end up netting close to four or 500 bucks when it's all said and done, but just an update on it. I am at the break even point with 89 cards remaining. The, the grind is fun sometimes. Yeah, I think the theme of today's show is like how do you how do you win flipping sports cards because it's really really hard and it especially at the beginning because at the beginning you're trying to figure things out and you don't really have the juice in your eBay profile to get all the views and the watches and the and the bids and everything like that. But it's a grind. Chad's right, it's a grind. So I love, you know, a lot of times I come in and I'm like my L was this and my W was this and they're really just referring to like one or two auctions that I ran and I don't really run the gamut of like the grind, but we're going to get into that in sports card school. So if you haven't gone to nooffseason.com yet and checked out the preview of sports card, sports card school, you should definitely do that. Um, go to nooffseason.com and check it out. Or you can just go to sportscardschool.com and it'll take you, take you right there. So, um, all right, well, we've got another win of the week and his name is Lefty McKee. He showed up and, uh, we're happy to have him on the show. And we're really excited to see Lefty McKee today and hear from him. The L of the week apparently is that central time is a thing. So Lefty, why don't you take it away, man? And uh, start with it. Give, give us your, give us your overview and then your L and your W since, since Chad and I both just did ours. Well, uh, good morning, fellas. Um, I woke up this morning in Nashville, Tennessee and set my alarm for 7am excited to uh to do sports card uh strategy show with you guys woke up and uh i'm almost an hour late so yeehaw so typically i do this in eastern time as most of you guys know and uh got me this morning those time zones um, those time zones so, are gonna kill you as most but of you guys know you, man. yeah thanks I, I travel a bit and so today it got me um and uh anyway i apologize but I'm here. L of the week. I missed uh, 30 minutes of the show. Uh, second L of the week. I have been running um, a lot of auctions recently. Really goes with what you guys are saying um, in terms of auction buy it now. And so uh, usually somewhere I sit in the middle of Dr. Buy It Now and uh, Paul No Patients Auctions. Um, and so somewhere usually I sit in the middle there. Well, this week I have um, ended seven auctions uh, with the ending price ending lower than the amount I paid for the card. Um, and then the people paid and I just have to collect what I can off of the cards that I had for auction. And they weren't, you know, dollar, two dollar cards. One of them was a Jalen Hurts out of 15 autograph. One of them was a Josh Allen super short print. One of them was a um, a Deion Sanders card. So I mean, it's it's stuff that is out of my uh, repertoire. You know, you guys know that um, there's another word for you, uh, repertoire. But the my repertoire is usually baseball and soccer, and so outside of that, um, I just kind of try to make some scratch didn't really work out for me this month. Um, it hasn't worked out for me this month. Um, it's fine because I have money still in the bank that I can add to my, my bank account, uh, to reinvest, especially going into December. 
But that's my L of the week is that auctions have bit me in the butt. My W of the week is that I have cash ready to move back into baseball cards. I have was talking to Chad earlier this week, and I have gotten some crazy good deals on prospects. Um, the The amount of uh, of cards that I have invested into Jace Young this this month has been incredible. His autos are very cheap. I'm getting his refractor autos for underneath a hundred dollars, and typically, especially the guy that's in our top ten. Most of those guys, you can't get their base autographs for under $100. And I'm getting his refractor out of $499 under $100. Last night, I ended up winning an auction for $109 of an out of $250 Jace Young autograph. Um, super excited about that. He's a guy that I'm investing heavily in. Um, I've bought, I think, this week, I think I've bought six or seven different autographs of Jace Young just because the deals are out there. And it's incredible to watch. So that's also a buy of the week for me. But the win of the week is that I felt like I could get into a prospect that wasn't inflated. And I haven't been able to do that in a while. Um, so looking forward to some Jace Young uh, wins of the week here in, uh, in the next 6 to 12 months. Um, and my last win of the week is my teams are flying, boys. McLaren double podium. Oscar Piastri second, Lando third. Just a beautiful performance by Oscar. Um, Paul called him a long time ago. Um, but I've loved watching the McLarens fly around the track, especially chasing uh, Max Verstappen. Uh, but it was funny because the the, grip, the gap between Max Verstappen and the McLarens was like maybe three to five seconds there at the end. And the gap between third and fourth was like 23 seconds. So crazy that the McLarens are that close to a guy who's a, who's in his own, in his own level, but they had a great race in Qatar. Um, and the Rangers are up two to zero in the division series against Baltimore Orioles. You guys know, I love the Rangers uh, and has nothing to do with sports cards other than, all of my Evan Carters and all of my Josh Youngs that I've had in the store for like almost a year in my eBay um, in my eBay store that are way overpriced. People are starting to hit that buy it now and send me some offers. So um, looks like I'm probably going to make some good money on that too. In spite of Kenny Pickett's amazing performance yet again this weekend, it's great to see Lefty McKee pumped about his teams. I'm very excited for you. That's awesome. And yeah, great call on the McLarens. You know, Lefty, the theme of today's show basically has been like how easy it is to make mistakes when you first start flipping sports cards. And we had my L of the week. One of my L's of the week was uh, just feeling the pain of one of our YouTube subscribers who who made some comments about his struggles on one of our most recent videos, dropping three grand early on, on just some cards that just are not the right cards and uh, just not really sure what to do with it and, and being discouraged. And I think, you know, I want to share something because you mentioned Oscar, Oscar Piastri uh, was very high on him, still am. And in uh, 2022, the, basically the, the winter of 2022 uh, and then, and then March and April when the tops Chrome 2021 set came out, uh, had his future stars in it, so his first cards, his first autos, like his his first real investable stuff. Um, I bought in 
I bought into Oscar Piastri. I, I spent, I probably spent two or three thousand dollars, just like our guy Eric, who I mentioned a second ago on the YouTube on the YouTube comments. And um, dude, I lost because it was the wrong time to buy in. So I mentioned the formula earlier. Like you can you can have a prediction about a player, you can have a prediction about a card. You can be right on those two things. If you're not also right on the third thing, which is buying in at the right time, you're gonna lose. So yes. I was right about Oscar. Thank you for the props there, Lefty. However, I lost because I bought in at the wrong time. Now, now, Lefty, what do you think about now being a decent time to buy into Oscar? And I'm going to tee this up for two reasons because I'm going to throw in another sports card strategy in here. And that is, I think a lot of times when a, a driver or a player or an athlete has a moment, a lot of people list their cards for sale, which we encourage people to do a lot of the time. Now, when someone lists someone's card for sale, profit is different for everyone because it's all dependent on what point did that person buy in at that card, right? So people listing Oscar now might have bought in really low because he had dipped since I bought in, right? So you could be listing Oscar now after his what second podium in the last couple in the last few races or last two races, which is great. Yeah. So two podiums in a row for Oscar. That's a amazing sign for this dude, potentially being like one of the top one of the next top if not the next top f1 driver right so what i'm getting at is a lot of like one man's trash is another man's treasure kind of kind of concept where people might be listing him to get out of him because they got in low but if they're listing him in an auction that could actually be an opportunity for other people to get in low quote unquote versus a buy it now or best offer which a lot of times can be just kind of a baiting somebody to pay too much for a card. So what do you think of like buying Oscar now, Lefty? I think I would wait a week or two um, with a second podium in a row and a sprint gold medal. Uh, he did win the sprint this weekend, which is crazy that he beat Max Verstappen this weekend in a short race. And then he lost to Max Verstappen in the Grand Prix, um, but he got second. So this guy is due for some incredible runs over the next 12 months. I think he is a buy. I've bought into him uh, this season. Um, I bought into him at the right time when Paul and I were re-talking about when we should re-buy into uh, Oscar Piastri. I bought into him and Lando when the team was looking like they were finished in week two and three when they got 19th and 20th of on the grid and now they're second and third two two weeks in a row like this team is flying and so um i haven't looked at the prices today since yesterday on market movers but i assume that if there's no bump in oscar piastri right now then people just don't know who he is and that is something that i would continue to buy yes yeah like i had the fomo early on in 2022 <laughs> You didn't get the FOMO and now you're winning. And I think that's a lot of, you know, a, a lot of what's happening in the sports card market is, you know, some collectors are buying in at particular times and that's fine for them because they're going to keep the cards forever. But other flippers are buying in um, because they don't know what they're doing yet. They need to go to sports card school, sportscardschool.com, and we're going to help them out. Um, but Lefty didn't get the FOMO and he's winning. All right, I'm going to jump into my buys and then we're going to go, uh, we'll get Lefty's buys and then Chad's buys and sells and then back up around. So here's my buys. 
Um, and again, this goes with our sports card strategy of the right player, the right time, and the right card. It's got to be all three. So I'm going to give you a couple of one to three month flips. Uh, LaMelo Ball 2020 Optic Blue Velocity PSA 10. You can find that on our sports card rankings, our basketball card rankings at nooffseason.com. If you just want to go find that, click it, buy it. That card is a card that is off base, but it's desirable in a PSA 10. And the optic blue velocity looks nice. It's going to sell. LaMelo Ball is going to be a highlight real player. He's going to be a sports center top 10. He's going to be Instagram, TikTok highlights. Uh, he's got Brandon Miller. He's got Miles Bridges coming back. Um, you know, Charlotte may not win that many games, but LaMelo healthy on the court at some point for an extended period of time, hopefully is going to drive up his card market quite a bit from where it's been this off season. So I still think there's a good opportunity to buy into that particular card. Another one to three month flip Zion Williamson, specifically 2019 prism silver PSA 10. That card is down 71% over the last 365 days. Now follow me here because I like this pattern. Over the last 180 days, it's down 24%, but you see that it's rising. Over the last 90 days, it's down 6%, but you see that it continues to rise. Over the last 60 days, down 18%. Okay, it went down a little bit. Over the last 30 days, down 9%. Over the last 14 days, up. 4% over the last seven days down 9%. Why do I like that pattern? I like that pattern because a year from now, in theory, that card could be back up 71%. Now that would be the best case scenario. Will that happen? Who knows, right? It's all dependent upon things that we can't control. Zion staying healthy being the number one thing. But a prism silver rookie PSA 10 of anyone is always a card to own. Let me say that again. Prism silver rookie PSA 10 of any basketball player worth their salt, any draft capital, same with football. That's always a desirable card to own. Zion Williamson has enormous upside as a player. If he can stay on the court. The other thing I like about that pattern is people are still buying it. There's high sales volume of that card. There's a decent enough pop count. It, the pop count is just under 1,700. So it's liquid enough, yet rare enough to be a card that fits a perfect pocket of investability. So that's a, I see that as a one to three month flip because I don't think you want to wait for Zion to stay healthy for a full season. I think you want to wait for Zion to get on the court, stay healthy for a few games, put up a triple double, put up 40 a couple of times, and then flip that MFR. Okay. An eight month flip would be a different sport. Now follow me. James Wood, baseball, 2022, Bowman Chrome First Prospect Auto. That is a phenomenal card to buy now if you can find it. If you can find it being, being the, the, the number one thing to say here because a lot of people aren't listing their James Wood, their Jackson Holiday, their Jackson Cheerio because they're going to wait for the call up. But if you can find a James Wood 2022 Bowman Chrome First Prospect Auto, that is a card listed in our sports card rankings as well at nooffseason.com. Two other cards to buy that I that I firmly believe in that are a little bit longer term investments and definitely higher dollar cards. 
Six to 12 month flip LeBron James 2003 top chrome base PSA 10. Super common card in PSA 10. It's a little bit more rare. LeBron is going to continue to have markers. There may be a championship run. There may be a move to another team. There's going to be retirement at some point. There may or may not be playing with Bronny now. There's a lot of a lot of variables in that one. But these are all markers that we've talked about with LeBron potentially happening. Six to 12-month flip with, the, with LeBron. I think he's going to be in the news cycle quite a bit. He could own an NBA team at some point. That would be another marker with LeBron. And then my last buy, one that I really, really, really like. Don't sleep on this guy. Killian Mbappe, specifically. 2016 Panini Foot Sticker PSA 10. But three of his considerable rookie cards, including that one, now SSI is in the house, so he's probably going to challenge me on whether or not the other two are actually rookie cards. But he's got a 2017 Topps Chrome UEFA Champions League Refractor PSA 10. And then there's the non-refractor version of that, just the base. All of those cards are down significantly over the last 90 days. The foot sticker down 35%. Uh, the, the, champ, the 2017 Topps Chrome Champions League PSA 10 down 27% and the refractor version down about 9%. Those are all higher dollar cards, but what a great time to buy into Mbappe. I call this a one to three year flip because this guy, super young, going to shine in international play, going to shine in Champions League play, potentially going to make a move to a different club, who knows, but he's going to up his American profile quite a bit as well. We've talked about this a lot on the show, but it's worth bringing up again because why? It's it's the right time. Who's talking about Mbappe right now? I don't know anybody talking about Mbappe right now. That's one of the reasons why is this, these cards are down. These are investable cards. It's the right time, the right player, the right cards. Boom. That's who I'm buying. Lefty, over to you. What do you think and who are you buying, man? Uh, love the, I love the buys. Um, I think we've talked about LeBron a ton not recently, but on this show, there was a, there's been times where we talked about LeBron almost every day, or almost every uh, episode. So love that, love that he's re-entered the sports card strategy network uh, buys of the week. Mbappe, beautiful buy. Uh, he's probably going to move to Real Madrid. Uh, Jude Bellingham is tearing it up. Uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with, and they're both young. My favorite buy right now is Lionel Messi. His team just got eliminated from the playoffs by yours truly, FC Cincinnati. They will not be competing in the MLS playoffs. Now, for those of you guys that don't know what that means, that means Messi will not have postseason coverage of his team in the MLS playoffs. So what I'm saying here is for finally for the first time in maybe six to eight months, he's been injured in the past two weeks. His team has just missed the playoffs. His, uh, his team is speculating that he's going to get mad and leave and go somewhere else. I don't think that's the case. I think he's in Miami to win it. And if he leaves, he probably goes to either his boyhood club or Barcelona. Either way would be a bump for him as well. I think there is many, many, many projectable outcomes in the next 12 months for Lionel Messi. And their team is going to be very good next year. This this lineup is going to continue to retool with better players. And they're going to annihilate the MLS next year. 
And um, that'll be a whole year of him being on the team. They're going to be nasty. Now is a good time. Now, between now and December, is a good time to be buying in on Leo Messi. Um, I would, the card that I would recommend is the 2004 Mega Crack, if you can get in at that level. If you cannot get in at that level, it's that 2014 uh, World Cup uh, card in a PSA 10, uh, the World Cup Prism, uh, because it's, it's pretty short printed. It's not necessarily short printed card, but it's it's just a um, it, it was at a different pop count. Cards weren't produced at the same level in 2014 as they're produced now because it was not as popular as it is as most of you guys know. Um, another buy that I have right now is Jace Young and James Wood. These are guys that are in our top 10 that are incredibly undervalued. We've talked about Jackson Churio. We've talked about Jason Holiday. We've talked about Xavier Isaac, who also is a better buy than some other people. But you can find Jace Young and James Wood incredibly cheap. And it's and James Wood, remind you, it's less than 12 months ago, or a little bit over 12 months ago, maybe 14 months ago, that James Wood got traded for Juan Soto. He was in the Juan Soto trade. Uh, going over from the Padres to the Nationals. This guy's incredible. He's going to be in a market that needs another player to really mash. He's going to be paired up with C.J. Abrams. And C.J. Abrams himself is a good buy, in my opinion, this offseason. But he is already in the majors. So, as you guys know, I only buy prospects. And as soon as they hit the Major League call-up, I get rid of everything. Those are guys that I think are good buys right now. Messi, James, and Jace. Um, and then Mbappe, I would put in that list as well. And uh, there's probably going to be markers for Jude Bellingham with Mbappe as well. So, Lefty, great analysis there. And um, I want to say this, like credit to Connor, Lefty, and Chad, because literally every single one of my buys were pulled from nooffseason.com. Every single one of them. It was not even me. I just went to nooffseason.com. I saw what our experts were doing. And I found the cards that I liked the best. Ran a little analysis to make sure it was still in line. So Orlando Goolsby in the live chat says, Zion Williamson, what was the card to invest in? And then Lefty threw out the exact cards for you. But if you missed all that, guys, go to nooffseason.com. Click on the sports card rankings. There's mixed rankings for hockey, F1, soccer, tennis, golf, MMA, culture. There's basketball card rankings. There's baseball card rankings. And there's football card rankings. Literally, I just picked my buys from the ones we're already linking to. So that's a great way. Just go to nooffseason.com. And uh, I realize I missed the audience L and W, Connor, so I apologize. Everybody in the audience, we're going to get to your L's, W's, and your questions all at the same time. But first, we got to go over to Dr. Crack for his buys and his sells. So Crack, it's your show now, man. Take take over. What do you got for us? All right. Um, for my buys, I'm going to... I'm. Rather than telling you what to buy, I'm going to tell you what I bought. So within the last week, since last week's show, I bought, I too am on the, the Jace Young train. I bought two Bowman First Chrome Base Autos, PSA 10s, so I bought them already graded. I got them for $125 each. I got both from the same guy for $250. Um James Wood, I got a James Wood Bowman Chrome First base auto for 150 in raw condition. I bought 10, and I, I think I showed this. I actually bought this on the show last week. 
uh, 10 Bowman Chrome first base non-auto Jackson holiday cards. I got the the 10 card lot for $208. Uh, a Justin Fields silver prism. I wrote the article on which Justin Fields cards. And I did it because uh, I had said in the next five weeks, Justin Fields is going to be playing some really bad defenses. Lo and behold, what's happened the last two weeks, Justin Fields is starting to go off. His card prices are starting to rise. I bought a silver prism PSA 10 for 350. I bought three prism base Paulo Bancaro PSA 10s for $50 each. I bought a Jackson Holiday Bowman Chrome first base auto and raw condition for 450. I bought a Xavier Isaac Bowman Chrome green shimmer first auto raw for 150. I bought a Cam Collier Bowman Chrome first auto base PSA 10 for $95. I bought a Jalen Brunson silver prism rookie PSA 10 for $95. I bought a Giannis NBA hoops, the short print red back PSA 10 for $350. That's a $700 card if he does well this year. Joe Burrow field level silver. This is the third one I've bought now. Um, in the last 60 days, PSA 10 for 775 and a Zion Williamson select concourse silver PSA 10 for 150. Um, so lots of buys this last week. Um, kind of been on a, on a little bit of a, who, uh, who a didn't buying buy? spree. Hey, Lefty, um, do you remember crack. when Chad ran out of money like, like yeah. a month ago? What the well, hell happened? I, I, I've been selling, so so I, I sold off. I've, I've freed your, up some money. Did one of your pigeons just go wild? One of your pigeons went nuts. No, no, this this is card money. I don't, I don't, I do not combine pigeon money with card money. That's a no-no. Um, but anyways, so the, the, uh, sold some birds, yeah. So anyways, the, the theme of this is with, I, I'm going to touch on my strategy this week as long as we're here a week ago, I said I was turning my attention to graded basketball cards. However, with the prices dropping so hard right now on these baseball prospects, lefty and I have really been getting in on some great deals on the baseball prospects. And the reason I'm doing it now instead of December is because right now they're available. It might dry up. <laughs> it might dry up and you might have a hard time finding these cards in December. So you gotta, you gotta buy them while they're available. And at the end of the season right now is definitely um, a good time to buy. So look at the, look at lefty and the, and the baseball rankings, the top 10 prospects. I told lefty this, my goal is that I want to have a 20 card bulk play of Bowman Chrome first cards. So a 20 card play of all 10 players that lefty has on, on the, the top 10 rankings. I want to have a 20 card play of all of them by spring training plus junior Caminero. So I'm going to have at least 220 cards of PSA graded prospects by spring. So if you're looking for a narrowed focus and you can wait six months buy baseball prospects and get them graded right now. 
He's not selling pigeons because he's not mixing his bird money with card money. That's a no-no. And he's not selling crack, Greeny Green, although he is Dr. Crack. Dr. Crack, who are you selling right now? Well, for selling, I continue to sell off uh, any of my baseball players that are in the playoffs. So I'm selling off some, uh, um, you know, Acuna uh, is, is one. Freddie Freeman is another. I've got some of those cards listed. Um, and here's a card that I don't own, but I just wanted to bring it to anybody's attention if they have it. So a 2017 score, Patrick's home, Patrick Holmes, PSA 10. This is a college uniform card. This is a card that typically, even though it's it's technically a rookie card, but not in his Chiefs uniform, it generally sells for 200 to 250 bucks. There was a sale this week of that card for $955. Now, do I think that that's, there's something weird going on with that sale? I do. I think that was an outlier. It was kind of a flyer. Um, it shows according to eBay, it got paid for. So I don't know if it was a shill, but I have no idea. I don't care. The reason I don't care is because that sale real or false, people are going to use that most recent comp to try and sell their cards. So the tide is going to raise on that card. Even if it raises a hundred bucks because of that $900 comp, now is the time to sell that card because you can go and say, look, the most recent comp was $9.55. I'm only looking for $4.50 or $400 or whatever you're going to try and do to get out of that card. Get out of the card. It is not a collectible card. It is a score. We asked, one of the questions was, what are the top three cards? Score is in the bottom three cards. It's right down there with Leaf. Get out of the card right now while you can. Yeah, definitely. As much as we love market movers and sports card investor, and again, you can save uh, 20% for life at marketmoversapp.com using the promo code no offseason. As much as we love those tools, they do tend to show like the top risers at, at the beginning of when you open those apps. And those are not the cards to buy into. So Dr. Crack's right on the money there. Love it, Chad. Great work, man. And uh, again, you can see more of Dr. Crack's work, all of his work really at nooffseason.com. He mentioned a Justin Fields article that he wrote. That's up. Go to nooffseason.com now. Let me know what you think of the new user experience and design improvements I made over the weekend. I put some extra hours in myself over the weekend. Let me know what you think of the website now. I think it's a little bit better than it was before, nooffseason.com. All right, Lefty, over to you, man for uh your cells are up right brother i do i don't have a lot of sales right now just because the cycles that i play are not not selling right now it's buying mm -hmm. season for me between now and december but i did talk about how i sold some of my football cards i have sold we talked about this a couple weeks um right there with what chad was saying by selling guys that are in the mlb playoffs right now that are not prospects um, the only guy that I would leave out of that is maybe Evan Carter. That dude is destroying baseballs, and he was in our top ten in September, and he is in the the playoffs doing incredible things. They're calling him Mr. On Base and Mr. Full Count. He's done incredible things. But in terms of who am I selling, um, it, it's a little bit I'm trying to get out of some quarterbacks. That, didn't, that kind of bit me in the butt, as I talked about with my auctions but I also am selling anybody in the playoffs. I'm getting ready to list some of my basketball cards that I have, although I don't have a bunch, 
I am getting ready to sell some of my basketball cards as the NBA season is starting up. We've got preseason games going. There will be some preseason games where somebody pops off, and if that happens, I am going to sell them. Um, if there's a random player that I end up having, which sometimes when, when we label these as sells, sometimes we don't, in fact, have those cards. But I wanted to ask you a question about this Zion. Zion is a guy that I invested in last year. We took a flyer um, in one of our episodes where I said, I'm going to buy a Prism 10 and, at the time because I think he's going to get a ton of publicity coming back from an injury. Um, you know, Ingram is, is a dog. They did nothing but retool the Pelicans roster, um, CJ McCollum, all that. Kind of, I mean, they have a good team. So if Zion is just healthy, he'll play well. Um, what is that Prism 2019 PSA 10 at price rise right now? Because uh, just the base, not the silver. Yeah, the base. Um, the base is at. Uh, last sale was yesterday for sixty-seven dollars. That card sells a lot, so that's sold right. twenty-seven times in the last seven days. So 12 months ago when I bought in and I was like, okay, his market is as its lowest. And I bought in 12 months ago, it was that car was $200. So it's less, you know, like it's even cheaper than that. I love yeah. that, that the idea of buying Zion right now, just for the flying chance. I mean, if you're at the level where you're buying $700, like cards, like crack is, you can afford to risk 60 bucks on a guy that could just be electric in the NBA. So I know that some of you guys have probably been burnt out on him in the past. And I get that uh, like level of attrition that it takes to invest in a guy that just keeps getting um, his, his teeth kicked in, but this might be as low as it goes for him. So yeah, that's not a sell, but here it is. I'm glad you brought that up lefty because I mentioned the silver and the silver has a pop count of just under 1700 the base that you mentioned psa 10 has a pop count of 23000 um but at one point that card was up now this was this is like not data that we should really pay that much attention to because it was just before christmas 2020 930 that card sold for and it sold like 150 times <laughs> around that price but now um yeah you're right you bought in around 200 220 ish and now that card is down to $67. So um, there's definitely money to be made on Zion. I mean, again, like he's a player with a high upside. Like it's not like it's not like he's um, Trey Lance, you know, where like Trey Lance uh, now is like third string for the Dallas Cowboys, different sport, obviously. But like Trey Lance, third overall pick in 2021 has the draft capital, but he's third string. It's going to take a lot more factors for Trey Lance to move his card prices, it could be a Dak Prescott injury, but then Trey Lance would have to play well, different things would have to fall in place. All it takes for this Zion card to move up is like him staying healthy. Because when he's healthy, Connor, I mean, would you agree? Like, he's on the court, he's balling. Like, yeah, he's, he's just going to 65% from the field and put up 25 and 12 every night if he's healthy. It just doesn't take that much for a Zion card to move. So I think, I think that's the point there. So, um, all right, we're going to get get more of Connor here in a second, but my, I'm selling I'm just going to rattle off the guys I'm selling. I'm not going to say specific cards because I'm just going to say all rookie cards for the following players. Baker Mayfield, 
I know I've, this is probably like the fourth week in a row I've said it, but please sell your Baker Mayfield cards. Christian McCaffrey, I don't care if he potentially wins MVP. He's going to get injured before he wins MVP. His cards are going to go down. Christian McCaffrey, please sell your Christian McCaffrey cards. Sell lefties guy Kenny Pickett. Uh, as much as I love Kenny Pickett and as much as he's my guy, you got to sell him right now, guys. You got to sell him right now. He's exceeded Lefty's expectations for him. Lefty had high expectations for him, and he's even he has exceeded, exceeded them. Lefty's expectations. Uh, Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter got a win yesterday, but I don't think Desmond Ritter is going to be the quarterback of the Atlanta Falcons in the long term. And I don't think he's, and I think that he's not going to play well in the short term. So I think Desmond Ritter is a sell. And then Gardner Minshew, Lefty's other guy. I just think. You got Anthony Richardson going down with a shoulder injury. I don't know how serious it is yet. Gardner Minshew, regardless, is he's a backup quarterback in the NFL for a reason, guys. Guys and gals, he is a starter. He he's a starter now, Lefty, and that's why you should sell him. Correct. You got to get rid of your Gardner Minshew cards. I really just you know, even if he plays really well the rest of the season and Anthony Richardson misses extended time and Gardner Minshew's Gardner mania. You got to sell him. He's just going to be a backup for the rest of his career. Oh, I said Gardner mania. Minshew mania. If Richardson doesn't figure out how to slide and avoid hits, uh, the the kid is uber talented, but that that kid is never going to make a 16 or 18 game season. He's never going to make a four game season, dude. I would agree. I would agree. I like him. But uh, he's got to he's got to stay healthy. He's got to figure you gotta, out. You got to think. You got to think it's a sell on Zach Wilson, man. He's got to he's got to get Cam Newton. They got to bring Cam Newton in and just show him like you know this is how you can be a solid rushing quarterback in the NFL with your skill set and stay healthy because Cam Newton did it. I think that's the comp right there. But I think Richardson's potentially even a better athlete than Cam Newton. So. All right, guys, uh, let's get over to Connor for some audience stuff. So we got audience L's, W's, and then questions. Connor, what what's going on, man? What's going on in the live chat? Yeah, let's start with our L's and W's of the week. Uh, Burt Fields, I love the week, entering his collection of market movers. I'm assuming we're referring to time consumption there. Uh, w, though, the Sooners rolled in upset Texas. Uh, yeah, that was a crazy uh, last couple of minutes of that game that absolutely busted my parlay, and I was upset about it. Um, Shane Graham, W the week, buying and grading an Aaron Rodgers upper deck rookie all in for 40 bucks, having it come back at a PSA 10 and flipping for $175. Uh, Rusty and McGart, W of the week, first eBay listing of, and I might butcher this, Kirkering, extra elite auto, seven day auction. Shout out Paul, starting at 99 cents, already all the way up to 30 bucks with two days left. All about the timing of the play. Uh, Derek Koonsman. Cooney Cards, W of the Week, having his first eBay sell, heading to authentication. Zach Wilson's PSA Prism Silver, picked it up for $123, selling for $349 last Thursday. Bang. The uh, Zach got- Wilson quick flip. Love it. Looks like Kunzman sounds like Kunzman. Good work. Yep. Uh, Mark Drzinski, W of the Week, picking up a 1961 Mickey Mantle, the Switch Hitter Connects SGC7. Um, Infinity Trader has a couple questions for us. Um, let's see, one more W of the week. We got Luke Minkle. Sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. W of the week, picking up first vintage baseball card, 1962 post Mickey Mantle PSA 6. 
still trying to come to grips with eye appeal versus PSA score. Uh, PCing it for now, but low population count equals future profits. Um, they also had an L of the week working and traveling too much to list and sell cars at the right time. Um, yeah, I think we've had a lot of talk about today specifically about selling cards at the right time and seeing where they're at. And I think that places even more of an emphasis on using a tool like market movers. Um, those charts and all the information you get in terms of recent transactions, like it gives you such a clear cut picture on where the card really is in terms of its hype cycles, um, 365 day lows and things like that, that like it just gives you so much more reassurance. Like I'm so new to the hobby and I still feel comfortable and confident writing about certain cards and trends just because of all the information that market movers can give us. So um, yeah, just another shout out to market movers for being a great tool. Yeah. Marketmoversapp.com. Use the promo code, no off season, get a free 14 day trial and then 20% off for life when you do that. And you're right, Connor, like <clears throat> at the very least it allows us intelligent questions to ask each other. So in other words, like if you looked at that Zion data and then you were like, well, should I buy this? Like it's down. Like it, it went from a thousand to 300 to 200 to $67. Like, is there a reason to buy it? Like, is could it go back up? At least it gives you the opportunity to kind of ask some questions. So, and then a quick hobby tip, um, off of Luke, Luke Menkel's L I want to say that, um, you know, when you're traveling and you have, you're, you're having trouble kind of getting to the timing. Cause we talk so often about how important timing is. And we get it. Like our, our show audience is mainly like working professionals, men and women, you know, between the ages of probably 25 and 65. And so we get that, you know, you, you have lives outside of cards, yet you're very into cards and wanting to make money flipping sports cards. One of the best things that I've heard on this show is when Dr. Crack said, create eBay drafts of your cards when you get, especially like if you're grading cards, and PSA gives you the photos within your account. Save the photos, save the name of the cards, and then even create drafts of the listings when you get them back. So that's that's carving out a day when you have time, anytime. And then they're in your eBay drafts. And then all you got to do, Luke, when you're traveling, is open up the eBay app when your flight lands and just click into your drafts and list the card, right, Chad? I mean, I don't travel that much for work anymore, but I mean, I definitely have a lot going on. And and a lot of times, like, and, and I know sometimes people like to list if it's a 10-day auction or a seven-day auction, they like to list so that it ends at a particular time, which makes sense. What I'll do in that case, even if it's like, I'm going to be out hanging out with the family or something on a Saturday, I might, if I want my auction to end the following Saturday night, even though you can schedule it, what I'd actually do is I'll create the draft earlier that week or earlier that morning. And then I'll just set a calendar reminder at like 7 p.m. And I'll go into my drafts. I'll be like, excuse me, I got to go to the bathroom, guys. Go into my drafts and then just at 7 p.m. just like make the auction go live. I don't know if you do stuff like that, but I think that can help with Luke's L of the week. I do. I do. Go, I do do things like that. I do do things lefty, like bathroom lefty, sales. Lefty do lefty has do do and he does things like that. That's great. Chad, what about you? Do you pull that move? No, I don't do bathroom sales, but uh, <laughs> I do have I do have two hundred plus cards at any given moment in my eBay uh, draft drafts that are ready to with uh with a push of a button in five seconds i can list over you know i, I literally have right now i have i was just 
just looking as you were talking about that. Right now I have 312 drafts set up and ready to go. All right, so we're going to get to audience Q&A now. And for those of you, I just want to clarify this because we've answered a lot of audience questions on the show. But when you are a premium member of NoOffSeason.com, we go into very fine detail to help you build your sports card investment portfolio. And we do that by allowing you to ask an unlimited amount of questions at NoOffSeason.com slash ask. And then we answer them on the overflow show in depth. And a lot of times we'll even go into detail in an email. So one of our premium members, Howard Silverman, shout out Howard, um, wanted, wanted me to answer the following question. And I answered it in an email to him with some rationale behind it. But I wanted to ask Lefty and Chad it before I let Connor take over on the, uh, the audience live chat questions for the day. Um, between the following rookie cards... Who would you buy and why? Luel Sindor, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Jim Brown, Kobe, Bill Russell, or LeBron? If you had to, if you had to pick one or rank them, Chad, let's start with you. As an investment, as an investment to go up in value, not a PC. Who would you buy and why out of those guys? Um, I like all of them for long-term holds, but if you're asking me which one, if I have to pick one right now, which one am I going to buy? I'm going to buy LeBron James because he still has markers ahead of him. Um, right now, LeBron's cards are down considerably from where they were two years ago, three years ago. Um, they may be up a little bit in the last six months, but with all the markers he has left, the only markers left for these other guys um, are going to be, you know, a, a death or or something of that nature. Unfortunately, I love all of them. And matter of fact, I own all of them uh, in my PC, um, with the exception of Kareem. I have a, a second year Kareem. I'm still on the hunt for a Kareem rookie, but. Um, LeBron is from an investment standpoint, LeBron is an easy answer for me. Yeah. I fade dead people. So I'm definitely buying LeBron and Kareem out of those two. Uh, all right, Connor over to you for the uh, audience QA. Uh, yeah, Chad, I know you got a hard cutoff, so I'm going to direct a couple questions for you first so we can get uh, some good feedback from you there. Um, Chad, I know you've been talking about, and you actually have put together uh, a, a buy and sell seasonal calendar for people to kind of look at and use and to, to see hype cycles and, and when you should be investing in what sports. Uh, Bert Fields wants to look ahead at the future a little bit, says Q&A, uh, what are we looking to buy in December? Can we get a hot buys in December list? Uh, obviously, we're a little bit out, but if you had to think about uh, seasonality and guys that you might be interested in looking ahead, wh where's your brain at right now? Well, in years past, in year, it's a great question. In years past, if you look at my my calendar for seasonal, all sports are buys in December, all of them, um, because traditionally, you can look at the last six to eight years, even in even in the 2021 2020 range when cards went absolutely nuts, there were still buys to be had in December. Um, I think basketball this year is going to be a little bit of a different twist because of the in-season tournament. So I think there's going to be a dip in basketball after the after the, the in-season tournament. And I think it's going to be expectation meets reality. Uh, you've heard me say that before. 
you're going to have some of the teams that are going to have higher expectations are going to fail in this preseason in-season tournament and that's going to cause their prices to dip um you're going to have a handful of teams maybe you know some of the the lower end teams that aren't going to be there at the end of the year that just play their hearts out and do well some of those cards might not dip right away but i think there's going to be like a a post in-season tournament dip for basketball so that might be middle to end of december for basketball but everything else is is basketball and I, what I really target in December is uh, baseball prospects, if possible, because by come January, it's almost too late uh, to get your prospects graded and back from PSA if it takes 90 days. So you want to have everything bought for your baseball prospects by the end of the year, send them in, and that gives you that 90-day window to have them back by mid to end March. Bang. Hope that answers your question there, Bert Fields. A lot of good stuff from Chad there. Uh, I'm going to keep it rolling for you, Chad, here. Um, question on card brands. I know we touched base on this, and Paul mentioned several cards, uh, and you mentioned staying away from score earlier. Um, what would you consider your top three brands to buy for the best return on investment? It seems like Prism would be there, but are there others you like for football, basketball, and baseball? Yeah, this this trick this question gets trickier now with everything going on with fanatics and the licensing changing. But um, tops Chrome and Bowman first, or you know Bowman draft uh, Bowman anything anything Bowman that has a first logo as well as tops Chrome um, would be for most of what I prefer. However, in the Panini world. Um, I love uh, Optic, I love Prism, um, and I loved Select before they ruined it with the uh, with with the mass production. Um, so early Select is is a you know like 2019 and older Select 2020 and newer is kind of eh. you can make money on it, but it's not my favorite anymore. Um, and then I, I absolutely love Flawless, but uh, that's a whole different. Uh, level of uh, investment money for people. So Panini would be flawless, Optic, and and Prism. And then, of course, on the Tops world, it's Tops, Chrome, and Bowman. Yeah, good stuff there, Chad. And Panini Trader, I hope that gives you some better perspective on more desirable prints to, to seek after. Um, let's head over to you, Lefty. Um, give me just one second here. Uh, Josh DiPiazza listening on the podcast later but wanted to get a question in and excuse me if i butchered this name as well uh with yamamoto signing this offseason and a lot of hype center around yankees and mesh should we sag and snag and prepare for the hype so um believe he's a pitcher for the yankees uh, and i think he threw a no hitter in the minors this year um other than that i don't have a whole lot of insight to him but what you got for us lefty he's probably referring to yamamoto who plays in the japanese league currently um, about coming over uh, a little bit early. I actually have just put Yamamoto on our top 50 list. So if you look at our, our top 50 list, Yamamoto, uh, Yoshinobu uh, Yamamoto is the only player that is not a Bowman card on our list because he has MPB uh, 2021 tops is the card that I would buy. So I actually um, talked to a friend yesterday about what card actually would Yamamoto's cards be. And it's 2021 Topps Chrome MPB Yamamoto. Um, so like his true 
um, blue and his true gold and his true uh, reds foils are going for anywhere between 380 and a thousand, depending on if they're graded or not. Definitely buy in there. That's a guy that I like a lot. He's the, he's one of the only non-minor leaguers in our list because he is playing professionally in Japan and he will be on the block this summer. Um, and he's a guy that's on that is currently on our top 50 list and uh, coming out of the MPB. He's right there next to Roki Sasaki, but he's going to come out faster than Roki, which is why he just hit our list in October. Um, and so if you guys are are there with the Japanese buy-in, which I'm totally there, Roki and Yamamoto. Yamamoto has better numbers this year than our man Roki, which is incredible. And he's coming over this summer. He's going to get a massive, massive contract. And with Shohei having a new contract this um, offseason, I think you're going to get a residual bump of Yamamoto with Shohei getting in the news. I know it's, you know, that that's, you know, there's so many other Japanese baseball players, but I think the world is turning their eye towards a, 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 a cultural wave coming in of incredible Japanese players that are coming to the MLB. There's several over the next couple of years that we're going to make big money on in sports card strategy shows. And Yamamoto is just the first. And so, yes, I love that somebody has brought this up. Uh, what was his name again? Uh, Josh yeah, it was Josh. Hey, uh, yeah, guys, top, I got a top tier name. I got to run, but I, I throw some fuel on that fire. The, some of the under uh, currents that I've read um, is that Yamamoto and uh, Otani would like to be on the same team. So that could be some extreme fire if uh, if that happens. So, yep. Everybody have a great week. Got to run. Sorry. Got, got to actually work, uh, unfortunately, here. So have a great week, everybody. All right, Chad. You good work, great, man. Chad. Yeah, it's all, about, Thanks. it's all about the hype. It's all about the hype. So what Chad just said, like that just that just brings more hype to the equation for a guy like Yamamoto. So props to you, Lefty, for having him on the uh, rankings, man. Connor, what else we got? Uh, Paul, I got one for you from Mark Krasinski. Uh, there was a debate in the Discord about a card having light print lines and still getting a 10. Uh, they always thought that 80 print lines would not gem. Any experience with this dilemma? Hey, Mark, what's up, man? Good to uh, have you in the live chat. We met at the National. Good dude, Mark Mark D in the house. Um, my experience with this is actually secondhand. I don't have any direct experience with any of my cards getting graded like this. Chad does. So my secondhand experience through Chad is basically that print lines can still gem based on the overall pop count of the card. And like, so for example, like if all of them have print lines, then PSA, I believe is going to take that into account. Um, and I don't know like that's secondhand. I don't know that to be like 100% fact. I don't know that Chad does either, but I know I've heard Chad answer that question that way. So that's I'm, I'm sticking with that answer. People can correct Good me if they have experiences. Definitely put like put something in the YouTube comments for this video based on your experiences for that question. We'd love to hear from you on it. Let's head over to basketball real quick, Paul. Um, oh my shoes is today, specifically today, the day we need to post NBA cards. Uh saw the games on this weekend and freaked out. So now the yeah, time, I'll, Paul? I'll take this one. I I don't think you can go wrong, shoes by 
posting them today, but I would qualify it with this. Like I'm going to post my like base PSA tens or my base lower grades. I'm not going to post like my bigger cards yet. So for example, I've got like a lot of Cade Cunningham's. I've got some base prism PSA tens, some base prism nines, things like that. Like some silver nines. I'm going to post those because those aren't going to really have that much upside anyway, even if he does pop off. But like I've got a, a contenders optic rookie ticket auto PSA nine Cade Cunningham. Like that is one that I'm going to hold until he really pops off because that's also one that even if he gets injured again and is out for extended period of time will retain value because of the type of card it is. So if you have a bigger card, like a Kaboom or a Color Blast or a Contenders Rookie Ticket Auto, things like that, I don't think that now is the time necessarily to list those on the hype of the of the NBA season. But I think that like the base cards, uh, maybe guys like performing well in the preseason, like Connor mentioned Grace and Allen earlier, um, people like that that, that aren't necessarily going to have huge moments in the upcoming season. I think that it's a safe time to list those cards, but I don't think you're like missing out. Like, so I don't think that if you don't list them today, that you're actually missing like a huge selling window. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, and shoes. We also like, if you head over to nooffseason.com for, for the rankings list, we actually have sell by dates that are not only dates, but sometimes they're actual event indicators. So um, if you're holding specific cards that are similar or comp well to cards that we have in our rankings list um, that have those dates, uh, but some of them are pretty clear cut in terms of what exactly to look for there. So hopefully that helps a little bit too. Yeah. Like um, Jordan Poole, when he puts up a couple 40 point games in November, like that's a marker that we literally have on that, which, because we believe that'll happen. So we don't want you to like list your Jordan pools right now. That's a good example. Yep. Um, Let's head over to Lefty for a little bit of Bryce Young feedback um, from Infinity Trader. He's been playing so poorly. Uh, do we think he's at a place to be a buy? Do we think he can turn it around, if not this year, but for next season? Or is he a bust? Uh, Lefty, before you get rolling, I'm going to give my quick two cents on Bryce Young outside of the card market. Um, when he got to Carolina, he literally said he was disappointed in the talent that it was not word for it, but disappointed in the talent and the offensive line compared to what he was used to in college. Um, so I think we might need to give him a, a second here to, I don't know if it's necessarily him or Caroline is just that bad. Um, so I don't know that we can write him off as a bus this early. Um, but, but lefty, how are we feeling about his card market right now? I think he, I, I would, I would put him in the almost buy category. Um, because I don't know if I trust the Panthers. They've done a lot of stupid things in my head over the last year. They've traded DJ Moore, and we obviously saw how that went uh, on the Thursday night game when he absolutely balled out. They traded um, Christian McCaffrey, who's a generational talent, which I understand. I understand that's why you did that. Um, but at the same time, you've got to have weapons around a guy for him to really pop off. Um, look at what CJ Stroud is doing in comparison. Like, I know it's it's hard to compare apples to apples, but there are weapons around him. And if you look at what the volume of Adam Thielen is getting right now, it's the one trusted asset he has, and the guy is peppering his hands. He's going to have to have 
stress fracture surgery on his hands because of how many like balls he's getting thrown to. So if you don't, if Adam Thielen is a target that you wanted to buy in fantasy, go for it. His target share is incredible. His usage rate is incredible, but that's a completely different conversation for another show. But what I'm saying is, I think there will be opportunities for Bryce Young. I believe in the athleticism. I believe in the brain, but I am hesitant. The part I'm hesitant on is the Carolina Panthers having the ability to build around him. They had generational talents previously, and it did not work out well. And it, and I'm not sure Young is a generational talent. I just think he's a good football player. And so we'll see that. If he ends up on another team, I think the sky was the limit. But I'm a little bit worried about him being in Carolina. So, But I think he's an almost buy. Yeah, Lefty, it sounds like we're kind of on similar pages there. Um, he's definitely got the talent. Obviously, he's a little undersized, but I just don't know if Carolina's the place for him to necessarily prosper. Um, I'm going to round off the show with Shane Graham. Uh, this one's going to be for you, Paul, since you love your SI for Kids cards. Uh, Shane has some cards, some SI for Kids cards, uh, Katie Ledecky, Usain Bolt, and Missy Franklin. Uh, would it make sense to grade them now, knowing the Olympics is coming up next summer, uh, to be ready to sell? And if not, Paul... When would be the time to get them graded? Love this one. Saw it in the chat, and I'm excited to answer it. Kane, I love where your head's at, man. This is exactly what you need to do. Paris 2024, Friday, July 26th through Sunday, August 11th, 2024. Great selling window for past Olympic legends like Usain Bolt. Uh, Missy Franklin. Katie Ledecky, I've got to do some research and see like if she's still going. Because if she She's is, still swimming. She, she could be like the number one play of this entire thing, honestly. Um, yeah, so so right there, I think we want to do some more research at nooffseason.com. Connor and I are going to put together an article for sure on like the top cards to buy for athletes that will be uh, active in the 2024 Olympics because that will be, yes, 100%. Because what will happen is for those of you that listen to the sports card strategy show and frequent nooffseason.com, you will make money because you will be doing what Shane is doing, which is thinking about this early, preparing your cards to sell during this window and selling during this window and selling regardless of what happens during this window. Because yes, this is going to be a great opportunity to even sell past legends like Usain Bolt at this upcoming Olympics. I think there's going to be a ton of hype around it. You already see like NBC doing commercials with Peyton Manning for it. And so I think it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be big. I think it's going to be really, really big and it, it should be some moments for cards. So um, lefty, I know you, you've got some SI for kids cards too. I think that's probably going to be where, where we go, the well that we go to for this one. But uh, what do you think? Anything to add on this one? No, I think Ledecky is the. I believe she's the most decorated um, Olympian ever at this point, um, which I think she just previously passed uh, Michael Phelps, if I remember correctly. But um, anyway, yeah, I'm I'm excited about the Olympics. Who is not? You know, uh, Simone, she's a beast. There, the Olympic. Uh, I I am unsure whether the girl from LSU will be on the USA team, but if she is, that girl is an influencer already on TikTok. Um, I forget her name, but that could be an explosive card. Um, and I know that the NBA 
is already hyping up the U.S. Olympic team. Joel Embiid said he's probably going to play. LeBron said he'll do another round. Like, this could be an incredible basketball team that could be. um, Yeah, I mean, they've said all the superstars have said we're we're in, and uh, which is pretty insane. If that actually happens, all the superstars are going to be out there for this Olympic team for their quote unquote dream team of this uh, of this era. Guys, great show today. I see a couple new names in the live chat. So thanks to David Killett. And then of course we had MW. MW is a uh, loyal live chatter. So great work, great work. Uh, Bert Fields throwing in the Simone Biles. So thanks everybody in the live chat today. For those of you who are listening on the podcast apps, we love you just as much, if not more so than our live chat people. You can get into the show by DMing me on Instagram at Sports Card Strategy or checking out the Discord, sportscardstrategy.com, and then click the active invite to the Discord. Adrian O, yeah, good to see you as well. Live chat love at the end of the show here. A um, couple more things real quick before we sign off. Nooffseason.com Sports Card Network. Gary Underwood at hoopsandcards.com has a great article out today on his 4G strategy, which is uh, has to do with basically goats, greats, goods, guesses. So go check that out at hoopsandcards.com. And then Andy Kaysen over at footballcardquest.com. Check out his uh, top 10 players going up. He puts it out every Monday. So it's NFL related. Uh, He has great content throughout the week. So check out hoopsandcards.com and footballcardquest.com right here on the nooffseason.com sports card content network. And uh, Lefty, one more thing I want to throw out there to everybody. We need everyone's help, man, because we're our whatnot debut is coming up here soon, October twenty fifth. Lefty and I are going to be on whatnot. We're going to be we're going to be having a lot of fun. We're going to be selling some Wemby cards. We're even going to throw in Lefty and I talked about this. We each ordered some twenty twenty three Bowman U Chrome football boxes from Tops. So I'm hoping mine are here by the time we go live, and then there'll be a little some bonus packs. We're going to give away some premium packs from nooffseason.com on the whatnot stream. So check us out. Singles only. Sports Card Strategy Show disrupts whatnot. Go to whatnot.sportscardstrategy.com to get 15% off of your first whatnot purchase. And uh, if you're already on whatnot, then you'll probably miss that offer. So just go to nooffseason.com slash whatnot to follow us and be part of that stream and connor and dr crack i think are going to be live on the channel here at youtube.com slash paul hickey simulcasting funneling people into lefty and i so we're pumped about that lefty anything else you have to add before the end of today's show any i know you've you already mentioned fc cincinnati so any any other parting shots i do not have any other fc cincinnati talk other than i think they're incredible so i guess i do have a little bit but this ticker is 1,000% a sick move. I was not here at the very beginning of the show. This is dope. Um, I think I'm excited for uh, working with you guys. Sorry that Central Time bit me in the butt this week. Um, I'll be on time next week. Um, I, I appreciate you putting me in timeout um, and being in the background for at least five or ten minutes of the show. Um, I deserve that. But uh, I, I will – I will take some lashings in uh, after the episode is over. And I appreciate your forgiveness. Connor, you're just such a good dude. Frick. All right. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. I'm going to give uh, Connor a couple seconds to uh, 
cue up the Sonia outro here while I say that next Monday, Duke Denny One Time Dotson from Graybos joins us. We've got the Sports Card Strategy Show and Tell this Thursday. So get your submissions in. If they're not in already, email Sonia at nooffseason.com. That's S-O-N-I-A at nooffseason.com. Email Sonia. And we're going to get you on the Sports Card Strategy Show and Tell this Thursday. I'm going to be out Friday, guys. So the Overflow Show is going to go live, well, live to those premium members on Thursday. So get pumped for that. Everybody, thanks so much and have a great day. Connor, go ahead and cue that Sonia outro, brother. Thank you for listening to the Sports Card Strategy Show brought to you by NoOffSeason.com. Don't forget to get your sell alerts by texting Sports Cards to 1-833-992-5727. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Card Strategy. And if you feel like the show is valuable to your sports card investment strategy, we would love a review. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to the show. Thank you so much and have a wonderful day.